Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim podcast, episode 26. This is the podcast where we take a dive into design and technology and where they meet, plus other little tidbits I find interesting. My name is Steve Heinrich, the host. This is being recorded on Tuesday, July 17th, 2018, but will be released on Thursday, July 19th, 2018. So make sure you visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes and social links. And yeah, usually I'm by myself, but uh, I do have a guest today. He was my very first guest back on episode 10 of the podcast. Uh, he's also been on the phone show chat uh, on episodes 399 and 386 and the Chewing Gum for the Years episode 14. So you can check those out as well. Uh, he's on Twitter and Google Plus. But uh, like I said, he's he was my very first guest. <laughs> so he's my very first regular as well. Uh, it's uh, Tom Stewart. How are you doing, Tom? Hi, Steve. Thanks very much for the uh, for the welcome. I'm doing very well here in uh, a somewhat um, cooler than we're used to now in Wales in the UK. Temperatures down about 20 now, which is uh, very chilly now for us. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, uh, I hope you got a sweater and we can settle in and, and, and get this podcast going. So I'll just start off with uh, some weekly notes and you can feel free to jump in if you want at any sure. time, Tom, and, and give feedback here. So I just have a few points here from uh, the week uh, and, and, a, and some feedback. So I just wanted to first shout out to Frank Neathart who uh, offered to send over, he has a leather case for the Lumia 1020 that he, he recently found. And he's, we've been talking about it on Twitter in the past, and he's generously going to send it over. So I appreciate that, Frank. Uh, it, it looks like a nice little folio case uh, so uh, to flip over the 1020. So I appreciate uh, Frank for, for sending that over. Uh, I just also wanted to say thank you to Kyle Helms. Uh, he's been in continuous contact via email. We've just kind of been going back and forth talking tech and, and life and stuff like that. So just wanted to say hi to Kyle and uh, thanks for all the emails. Uh, and then also uh, just kind of a follow up on my Moto X4. Uh, it's been faring well, pretty, <laughs> pretty well so far. I kind of did a review of it. And uh, I was recently went down to see my dad in Bloomington, Indiana, or ish in that area. And it's not a very where his house is. There's not a great service. There's, you know, there's not a lot of cell towers down there. And usually Verizon here in the U.S. is all you can get down there. But I'm on the T-Mobile network. Either way, uh, the device did the Moto X4 was really great uh, in that low service area. I had <laughs> LTE connection uh, sitting on my dad's couch where usually when I'm there, uh, I get nothing basically uh, edge network or, you know, whatever is usually all I can get and it's in and out. But it was a pretty solid connection there, uh, which with that said, obviously, my SIM has still been in the Moto X4. I haven't taken it out, I think, since I got it. So it's yeah, it's kind of becoming that phone that's just my daily driver, my daily utility phone where I don't really have to think too much about it. Uh, the battery life's been pretty good. Uh, the one thing about it is that the camera is a little bit slow uh, as far as between shots, opening, closing, uh, going to the gallery, switching modes and stuff like that. Is a, it's a bit slow and, and kind of feel a little clunky sometimes. Uh, but I did just get the June security update. Actually, this morning, <laughs> I woke up to an update. And uh, it was from the May May security to June security. And, and granted, we're almost all the way through July now, but uh, still, you know, fairly up to date, uh, the Moto X4. Uh, and so actually, speaking of that trip down to 
uh, my dad's, we went golfing and I, I wanted to mention this app that I've used for a, quite a while <laughs> and it's probably got the worst, uh, name of an app <laughs> for what it is, but it's called free golf GPS dash free caddy pro. <laughs> and so, uh, it, I, there is a free version of this, hence the free golf GPS. Uh, it's, the, the names are a bit confusing, but I came across it a few years ago uh, and I eventually paid the $2 and 99 cents to upgrade this app. But basically it's a, a golf GPS. So, uh, you know, a lot of the golf courses I go to, uh, some golf courses offer carts with the GPS screen in the cart, but a lot of them don't. But, uh, this, app actually offers quite a bit of uh, courses, golf courses. And so you just uses your GPS and obviously it's got all the coordinates and everything. And it just, you know, lets you know how far you are uh, to the front of the green, middle of the green and the back of the green. And so it's really useful and very accurate. Uh, Everything that it's pumped out to me has been uh, right on. So uh, it was definitely uh, it's definitely been a good app and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So, uh, anybody can check that out. It, it's definitely, there's, you know, I've kind of want to look into some other GPS app, golf GPS apps, but, uh, this, this one has been kind of the one that I've stuck with over the past few years. And, uh, I haven't really seen too much of a reason to, uh, go to anything else. So, uh, Tom, have you, do you, do any sort of golfing or use any sort of app like this or, or, or anything like that? This is this is really interesting, this app. I, I used to play a lot of golf when I was uh, younger and lived in Scotland. Um, when I left Scotland in 1985, I had to decide whether to play golf or cricket. And uh, I went for cricket and, and really more or less hung up my golf clubs since then. So the world's moved on a little bit uh, since then. I had really no idea there was such... Uh, apps for the phone. Are professionals allowed to use such uh, assistance when they're playing in tournaments? No, uh, I think these are uh, any sort of electronic measuring thing is I believe it's banned. So and I know the the open is going on this weekend, too. So that's not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Where is Carnoustie? Do you know where Carnoustie is? Yeah, I know where Carnoustie is. It's near Dundee. It's north of St. Andrews uh, on the east coast of Scotland. Okay. Yeah, so that that it should. Be, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, the uh, this app isn't as full featured as some apps that I've seen. Some actually come with you know the golf course, you know the GPS or the uh, the Google Maps you know image of the golf course, and you can kind of right. select your spot. You know if you want to do more. You know if you're trying to position yourself not just on the green. This just does the green uh, for the most part, uh, so you know how far you and are. Yeah. Yeah, does it does it make a recommendation of uh, what club to to take? I don't know, uh, but I do have that uh, stored well within my head, so um, <laughs> I usually just yeah. take the yardage and kind of know which club I'm um, yeah, going to go sure. with. So, yeah, uh, it's definitely it's it's more simplistic than some other apps, but it gets the job done. I think pretty fairly well, mm-hmm. fairly well, and you can keep score on it and stuff like that too. So cool. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, those are pretty much all my notes for this week. Uh, so we can kind of go into, uh, our guest, Tom Stewart. So we're going to talk uh, a lot about stuff because Tom recently went on a trip. We'll get to that in a little bit, but I just had a couple questions real quick for Tom. Uh, he, you listed your current tech in the show notes. Uh, what's your current daily driver, uh, as far as your smartphone goes, uh, is it still the, the S eight plus? 
That's the primary one. Um, I actually have a main SIM in a little iPhone SE. And the reason I have that is because I like using the Apple Watch. Uh, I find it really good for sending or receiving messages while I'm driving. Or if I just fancy driving along, I want to play a piece of music, I can just ask Siri to play almost any song from, from Apple Music. So I do find uh, really useful uh, functionality in the Apple Watch, as well as counting your steps and other health tracking things. So I'm reluctant to sort of give it up. So I need to have an Apple phone to make that function. Okay. So I carry this little SE. The screen's four inches, which is too small for me. I, I find it very irritating every time I have to use it for anything extensive. So it's just really used for uh, calls, SMS, WhatsApp, and anything like browsing or email or Google Maps, etc. I do with the uh, the Galaxy S8 Plus because it's got the 6.2-inch uh, screen and it's much more practical uh, to use and it displays photographs you take <laughs> much right. better yeah. uh, on the, the AMOLED screen and the big screen than the iPhone does. So I carry the iPhone every day with me and the S8 Plus. I've got a SIM in each of them. I can throw data from one to the other using a facility called uh, Data Gifting here in the uh, the UK on the EE network. Okay. And uh, as I say, I've got the Apple Watch on. But uh, the S8 Plus is the one I would turn to. And, and the other one is just for necessities, really. Okay. So the Apple Watch, um, I'm not super, I haven't looked too much into the Apple Watch, uh, but you is that that only works on the iPhone or on iOS? Does, is there yes. any capabilities yes. with, with Android at all with that or no? No, the, the Apple Watches only work with iOS. And, okay. uh, so I'm kind of stuck with it at the moment. I suppose come the day when it packs in, I'll have to make a, a decision as to whether I can let go um, to the with the iPhone. But of course, I've now acquired a a second-hand Apple TV up, updated, one of the second-last versions, I think, and uh, I have an iPad as well. So I've got I've got a leg definitely in the iOS uh, the iOS uh, world, but uh, my preference mobile for mobile device is the Android S8 Plus. But if if iPhone came out with a very similar uh, phone to the S8 Plus. And they halved their prices from their usual thousand pounds, thousand dollars. I'd be very interested. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Uh, with that said, uh, have you recently have you have you purchased any new devices? I don't know if I got a chance to look through and see if you got any new. Uh, no. Phones. No. I, no. I haven't. Um, I've had this S8 Plus for about uh, nine, ten months, which is a, a long time for me. And uh, it, you know, it does everything extremely well, and it's a big phone with a great camera, which are two of the uh, big screen with a great camera. Um, I, I got a new car yesterday. The company car was replaced yesterday, okay. and it comes with uh, comes with a wireless charging pad. And I'd heard that the S8 Plus wouldn't fit uh, the wireless uh, pad because it's too big. Okay. And so I was looking at what deals I could get on an S8 yesterday, just <laughs> in case I had to. <laughs> swap swap the big one out for one that fitted but fortunately it fits fine oh good 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 um so do you well, well with that said i was going to ask you if you switch your sim card around a lot but you said you have two and you use those two devices at all but i know you've got still have a couple of windows phone devices do you even put your sim card in those anymore or is that just, those just kind of off to the side for 
their the, own the, use? They're generally off to the side, but uh, we went away, my wife and I went away to Italy for a few days at the end of June, um, and I swapped a SIM from the iPhone into the Lumia 1020 to take it mainly as a as a camera, a photographic uh, device. But normally I don't bother uh, moving the, the SIMs around too much. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want to discuss a little bit of what uh, you, know, you said you got uh, an Apple Music subscription, uh, but you also, <laughs> uh, it looks like you pay extra on your Amazon Amazon Prime subscription to have Amazon Music Unlimited. So what's, yeah, what's the story uh, with, with that? It's a very simple story. Um, I got these, I got six months free Amazon Music subscription when I changed uh, or when I got an additional SIM recently for the, for the other handset, uh, which is great. And of course it integrates with the Apple Watch. So you can just say to it, Siri, play any, any song from any point in, in time and it, and it plays it. And usually I listen to music in the car connected to the Bluetooth and it's, it's fantastic. Just draw on any piece of music that you want. But um, one artist uh, that I know of in particular doesn't allow his music to uh, to go on uh, Apple Music. He's you know like the Beatles didn't want it on Apple Music for a number of years, and uh, he's only signed up with uh, the Amazon uh, Amazon Prime Unlimited music uh, streaming of music. Mm-hmm. And because I quite like him and would like to listen to his stuff. I thought mm, I've got to just bite the bullet, <laughs> pay, and have a second streaming <laughs> service. So, have, from having none, uh, I think the last time we spoke, uh, I, I'm now getting one free, and I'm paying for for another, which is uh, you know a bit silly, but uh, there you go. Yeah, that's a, that, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you got six months for Apple Music. So uh, have you had enough time to kind of compare the two? Uh, as far as after that six months, is there any reason to stick with the Apple Music for you? Or well, it's just the fact that it's so easy to to speak to your watch. You know, right. if you're driving along and you want to play any piece of music of your choice, you just speak to your watch. You don't have to fumble about, pull over, get a phone out, etc. So it is it is extremely handy. So I'm going to have to make that judgment call as to whether to... Uh, I'm not going to subscribe to both, I don't think. I'm going to have to go with, with one or the other. The, the artist that uh, only signed up to the Amazon streaming is is your own uh, Garth Brooks, ah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's one of these that is very uh, cautious about letting his his music be broken up from album sales. I think, and right. uh, for for some reason he he won't go mainstream on all the streaming services. So uh, yeah, it's so funny, he's yeah. he's the one. He, He's the reason I've signed up for Amazon Music Unlimited. Okay, I see. Yeah, you know, that's funny because actually, uh, not too long ago, I, I, somebody else, I, I can't remember who, but somebody mentioned <laughs> that they loved Spotify, but there's no Garth Brooks <laughs> on, on right. Spotify. Yeah, so yeah. he seems to be a very polarizing. And uh, I, yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about these artists doing that. You know, as an artist, I yeah. personally, not, not that I'm a musician by any means, but. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure it's all down to dollars and cents. So, uh, the, you know, I'd probably want to keep my stuff on every platform, but you know, whatever <laughs> that forces you to kind of go into multiple subscriptions like this, it's crazy how that it's can crazy. work. Yeah. 
you know, if, if there's something so, you want to listen to that, that's just you, that's what you have to do if you want to do it via streaming service. So that's right. I think, I think for a number of years when people were buying CDs, he, he only had uh, Walmart uh, <laughs> promoting a lot of his stuff. So he had a sort of exclusive contract with them. So, uh, yeah. uh, who knows why, but it just makes it a bit awkward for the uh, the consumer. Yeah, for sure. All right. So you have been mentioning it a couple of times, but you went recently went to uh, Italy, Venice. Was it just Venice or did you go other places in Italy? No, it was just Venice. Neither my wife nor I have ever been to Italy before. And she persuaded me to go to Venice. Our local airport has started for the first time a service to mm-hmm. Venice. It's two hours. The, the tickets were incredibly cheap when we went to, to look at them three or four months ago. And we just felt we've got to go. We've just got to take advantage of this and, and go there. So we uh, we enjoyed four a four-night stop actually in you know the medieval city of uh, Venice. And it, it really was quite amazing. You know, it's... Uh, it's very photogenic, but until you're actually there, you can't truly appreciate uh, what it's like. Yeah, it sounds like it was a, a really nice trip. And from the photos you've sent so far, uh, it looks, yeah, I mean, it looks incredible. So uh, what what did you bring with you on that trip? You mentioned the nine or the 1020 earlier, but uh, what was your, your set, your gear set up uh, when you went there? Yeah, well, uh, the iPhone SE is is a passable camera, but it, you know it wasn't going to be a pleasure to use that. So I left that at home, and if that was at home, then the Apple Watch had to stay at home. And I took my uh, Lumia 1020, which is the third one I've owned, all bought secondhand, and this was so ridiculously cheap, I just had to get it. And I knew it would turn in, you know, a really great job on the photography and the and the video. So I took that and I took the Galaxy S8 Plus and I had picked up um, cheaply on Amazon Germany uh, an almost new uh, Samsung Gear 360 camera, which allows literally, um, you know, a 360 degree angle uh, image or video. Right. In connection with your uh, your your phone, and uh, I also picked up a cheap uh, headset. You know, one of those you you strap your phone into you, and uh, you can get the full experience. Right. <laughs> so that that was the kit, and uh, the idea was that for general views of going along canals and over bridges and things in the distance, I would tend to use the Windows Phone, okay. the Lumia. And for portraits, you know, sitting at the cafes and restaurants and bars and things, use the the portrait mode, which is enhanced by sideloading the the Google Pixel 2 camera um, app, which there's plenty of instructions on the internet how to get that, how to install it. And it produces superb results. And uh, so the, the Galaxy was going to be used for 360 stuff and portraits and the Lumia was going to be used for the longer distance photography. So that was my, uh, that was my aim. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you sent over a few comparison photos to kind of look at the, the detail between them. Uh, do you mind if I share those, uh, in the show notes after we're no. done? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. No, not at all. Okay, great. Yeah. And I, um, <laughs> well, first, and you also shared a 360, uh, camera shot that you took and where was that exactly? What was the story behind where you guys are there? Well, that uh, my wife, sorry to blame my wife for all this. <laughs> my wife persuaded me to take a gondola trip. Uh, 
and uh, being a true Scotsman, uh, the, the the charge for a gondola trip is is not cheap, and uh, it was it was something like eighty euros for half an hour, which is wow. uh, well, it's about it's about seventy pounds for a half hour boat trip, you know, which <laughs> seems a bit a bit rich, really. Yeah. But you know, as as she persuaded us once in America to go on horseback, which we'd never done before, she says you'll only do this once, you know. Right. So we. Um, we did the boat trip, the gondola, uh, round the main canal, round the side canals, very tranquil, very restful, not a sound at all. And so um, I had, I got a little, well, basically a selfie stick tripod um, to, to screw the gear camera, uh, the 360 camera onto it. Uh, so you can raise it about a, a meter or so above your, uh, above your head. And it gives an excellent all-round uh, picture. And of course, on a gondola trip, it's ideal because not not only are you getting the views in any direction, you're also getting the gondolier behind right. you, uh, as well as well as the people in the boat. So it, it was absolutely ideal for that kind of uh, picture. And then we went down to St Mark's uh, Square, which again is the main tourist uh, uh, attraction in the the old city. And to stand there at the edge of the square by the water and getting a 360 degree view because our breath was taken away when we stood there and looked all around mm. us and, and everywhere was just exquisite with the medieval history and churches and buildings and uh, blue sea and everything. So the 360 just captured it perfectly. You know, you got the whole experience and particularly if you use the... Uh, the the gear headset. I did have a little trouble. So when you try to send these 360 images, you can't just attach them to, to right. an email. You've got to. You've got to. I think some social media, uh, like Instagram or something, would be able to cope with them. Or you've got to send it somewhere that you can share a link to, and they will uh, hold it, and uh, people can see it in 360 degree. But it doesn't work just as an attachment on an email. Right. But uh, yeah, it was it was great. So specific uses, I can imagine if you had, say, a family dinner party or a get together, you could stick one of these cameras in the middle of the, the table and, uh, you know, take a picture or a video and you'd have everybody there and you could just, you know, sweep round the picture with your finger and, and see all the all the folk uh, that were there. So it has some really, really useful specific uses. Yeah, the, I'm looking at this, uh, the 360 one that you sent over on the gondola is, I just, I'm like, this is <laughs> absolute, absolutely probably the best case to use this in because, mm. you know, like mm. uh, these are vacation photos that you, you know, up until, you know, the past decade, you could not take yourself you know uh it's essentially you can it's almost i can imagine with the vr headset on that this it's almost like being back there you know uh because of the amount i mean the detail isn't as you know significant as taking a regular photo but no. um no. It, definitely the atmosphere of it i think is what this is about uh and to get the entirety of everything in there yeah that that's right you're absolutely right although it's claimed to be a 4k uh, device it because it you know it's spread so widely in every direction um, it isn't as crystal sharp as a, as a normal uh, decent quality uh, camera phone could uh, could do but because of its uniqueness you're kind of forgiving of that because it does give you that experience and, and brings back um, somewhere that 
that uh, you wear uh, very uh, realistically. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I can, uh, after seeing this and kind of getting the idea of the 360 camera, because I've, I've, you know, kind of come across them in the past, but never really thought, you know, too much of them. I can see <laughs> myself wanting to bring one of these, you know, especially on a vacation, uh, just because of this, the, the fact that you can kind of go back. And I mean, that's what photos are supposed to be for, you know, is, is to kind of take yourself back to the amazing <laughs> places that you've been. And, this, I think, does a better job than, you know, a standard still photo uh, in that respect. You know, I mean, obviously, like I said, the details and is high, but it's still uh, the effect of it is definitely uh, very, I think, honestly, it's incredible. <laughs> so uh, it's really enjoyable to to kind of take a look around this, uh, especially just how much it gets in. I can't, you know, it's it's so crazy this, to be able to look straight down and straight up, you know. <laughs> I'm yes. so used to that kind of Google Maps, you know, you're looking at the top of the van type of thing, but this is this gets it all in there. It does a great job. It does. The, the other thing that uh, I was interested to compare was I took some pictures, and those are the ones that I've uh, uh, sent over to mm -hmm. you, but I've taken a picture with the, the Galaxy S8 Plus and the Lumia 1020, um, almost identical, and then tried to compare them by uh, pixel peeping. And what what surprised me a little, and maybe it shouldn't have done, was that, to my eyes, where the uh, Lumia was was better often than the Galaxy at Plus, um, it wasn't that much better. Uh, it wasn't jaw-droppingly better. It was maybe sort of 5 or 10% better in terms of picking up the detail when you, say, zoomed into the picture. And uh, um, I'm using the high-resolution uh, 38 megapixel um, images for the uh, Lumia 1020, which are generally about three times the uh, megabytes in terms of file size of photograph. But there isn't, to me, a, a really noticeable difference when you zoom into something in, of detail in the picture. So that, that surprised me a little, but I suppose we're comparing a 2013 camera flagship with a 2017, and a, and a lot has moved on um, in camera phones in that time. Um, I think it was enough to make me think that if I were going somewhere again, I probably wouldn't need to take the Lumia uh, as an additional phone um, because of the versatility in the in the Galaxy in straightforward pictures and in the, the, the portrait shots and in the, the 360 ones. So I probably wouldn't... Uh, you know, abandon my iPhone and Apple Watch and take the Lumia 1020 as an alternative camera again, because I didn't think the difference sufficiently warranted it. Yeah, I, I, I can see that uh, looking through the, the uh, comparison shots here. And you can you can definitely tell which one is the 1020 and which one's the S8. And, and you're right. I mean, the S8 plus pictures are definitely to me, uh, more pleasing. But the thing is, is that they're clearly more uh, processed, um, which isn't a bad thing. Mm. It does a very good job of it uh, as far as the lighting and all that. The the I can from what I can see, the 1020 ones are a little bit uh, don't have as much, you know, contrast to them. But with that said, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, I could see just taking the S8 Plus and being perfectly fine because I think the S8 Plus actually does raw photos as well, doesn't it? Or I'm not sure. I don't know. I've not looked 
uh, look, looked into that, it may well do. Okay, yeah. If, if that was the case, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I think it may take raw photos, but if that was the case, I could definitely see leaving the 1020 at home, you know, and having the raw photo and then just your standard uh standard processed image right from the camera itself um or the the pixel camera have you had a chance to to take many pictures or video with uh, the 1020 you acquired recently steve yeah i haven't had a ton of time with it and so essentially it's you know been sitting in my office chair you know trying to take pictures of things around me so i haven't had much time to get out with it um but uh i it's definitely so far it it, you know the quality on it is is surprising you know considering the year of the f- that the phone is you know from 2013 and all mm. that but uh and i ha- haven't really had a chance to delve into the raw files because i think really what draws me to the 1020 is that you know that it is the the 41 megapixel or 38 or whatever it says in the the camera app and uh the fact that it takes raw photos because i kind of see the 1020 as capturing photos that I'm going to edit later, you know, and not necessarily something that's done, yes. you know, and the S8 mm-hmm. plus to me seems like uh, when you take the picture, it processes it, it does a great job from these photos that I'm looking at that you sent over and you're done with them. You know, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to delve yeah. into them and, and try and yeah, you yeah. know adjust things. And I can, that's why, again, why I said, yeah, you know, I agree with you. You could probably just leave the 1020 at home uh, for me uh, not having, uh, cause I have the Moto X4, I, you know, I don't have a flagship device. The camera's okay on it. Uh, I don't think it does as good a job as these S8 pictures here, but, um, uh, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I, I can't re- reproduce these <laughs> unless I fly over, uh, to Venice. But, um, it, for me, I think t- I would still probably take, I mean, I still have some testing to do, you know, I, pl- <laughs> I kind of planned to do it before this episode, but you know, things are crazy, but, um, uh, for me, the 1020 would be one of the would be a device I would take out to get the to capture those raw photos and at that giant megapixel count, you know, that way I could bring them back in, you know, to Photoshop or whatever later and kind of tweak things to to make them look better. But yeah, I mean, overall, like you said, the difference between the photos that you took is not really that great. And honestly, I, the SA plus seems like it does a, a really great job. So I can't imagine that you had the, the 1020 out too much on the trip. Did you, did you balance, was it pretty balanced or did you mostly, I know you kind of said you used one for each thing, but, uh, or for one for kind of portraits and one for, uh, kind of scenery, I guess you would say. Yeah, I tended, I think I took more with the the Lumia. Uh, another advantage, of course, is it's easier to hold. Uh, you know, if you're if if you're on a boat going up the canals, um, it's it's much more comforting to hold a four and a half inch uh, screen uh, smartphone than a six point two. You just you just feel safer right. <laughs> holding it and taking pictures over the side of a boat. So that uh, that worked in its favour. I've just had a look at the camera settings on the S8 Plus, and yes, you do have the uh, choice to save RAW and JPEG files. Okay. So you could uh, 
do as you you suggest there. But yeah, no, I was I was if if that was your only camera phone, you know, you you won't go wrong with the the five year old uh, Lumia ten twenty. Yes, it's not as quick as modern processors allow, etc. But the the quality is you know is excellent. Yeah, for sure. You definitely you won't be <laughs> remiss if you take that. You know, if that's your only device, I don't think you'll be no. missing out really on anything. Um, you know, maybe a little extra you know editing after the fact if you're you know doing this the social media thing or whatever but maybe not you know maybe because the photos come out and it you know it's out this is the the main term around all of the lumia cameras is the pure you know everything looks looks pure and 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 things like that so uh yeah i, I did notice <laughs> yeah. i don't know if it's if it's just an issue with the 1020 i have but uh on slightly closer up images because that's all i've <laughs> taken so far here around the office uh mm. the 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 automatic i don't know the automatic focus didn't doesn't seem to lock on to things that are semi close and i kind of have to you know do the half press on the right. can on the shutter button to get it to lock in and sometimes it doesn't did you notice that that was an issue with then with the 1020 no i i don't remember taking really any close up uh, pictures at all to test that out. One one of the things, of course, um, with Windows Phone, you've got no easy access to Google Photos. Right, right. So um, I do have OneDrive uh, subscription, and uh, all the photos when it was on Wi-Fi went up to OneDrive, as did the Samsung's photos go to OneDrive and also to Google Photos. And I thought, well, really, I'd rather have everything in Google Photos. It's much more accessible. And I thought, how, how do I get these photos into Google Photos? Right. So um, basically, I had to download them from OneDrive onto a laptop and then go to the Google Photos uh, website and uh, re-upload them into Google Photos from there. So it was not as easy as the normal smartphone automatically uh, backing up there and of course um, you, you you would have a limited file size as well with the photos so it wasn't ideal for the um, the 38 megapixel versions so OneDrive was was better for uh, retaining the original file size okay yeah that's <laughs> you know I've actually I think gone through kind of a similar thing uh, because there's no uh, Google Drive kind of syncing, especially on the 1020, because you're running that on 8.1, I imagine. Still, I think you oh, mentioned yeah. that yes. you <laughs> were gonna, you were thinking about uh, trying Windows 10 out on it, but um, and I think they're on Windows 10 Mobile. There's there's actually uh, a way to sync the Google Photos, but it may have been deprecated by now. I'm not sure. <laughs> Everything's dying off, so. Um, yeah, I, I I know what you mean, because I actually have the same setup with my Windows phones. I have all everything going to OneDrive on the Windows devices and then also on to OneDrive and Google Photos on my Android device. So everything is in, is in, uh, you know, OneDrive, but not everything is in uh, Google Photos. So it is kind of a it, there would be a nice it would be nice to have sort of a some sort of bridge there you know i don't know if there's any options out there to, to to bridge that gap but uh yeah that's definitely interesting you also mentioned uh something about cameras showing up in your your cam or pictures showing up in your camera roll uh that you didn't take so could you please uh explain what you mean by yeah, that yeah that, that, that's that's very odd i mean th back in the days when you used to get uh, printed pictures from a film camera from the processor sometimes you'd get 
other folks' photographs in your <laughs> set of prints. Um, but th- th- this was just strange, you know, looking through the camera, the, the Lumia uh, camera roll, and suddenly there were two pictures there that appeared that I know we did not take because one of them featured the inside of a church building, and we hadn't been inside a church building, taken external shots, but we hadn't been inside at all. So we certainly didn't accidentally fire the shutter off or something right. like that uh, and get a picture we didn't know about. And uh, there was an external of a church building as well, and it was hard to tell whether it was a, a church building in, in Venice or, or some other part of the world, really. But these two random pictures just appeared uh, at the beginning of our, um, I think, third day in Venice. And you could tell they hadn't been taken by the Lumia because on the Lumia, when you, you touch the photograph on the in the photos uh, gallery, as it mm-hmm. were, it gives you an option to open it again in the Lumia camera app to get the, uh, the full size uh, image. Well, these two didn't respond in that way, so they clearly hadn't been taken on, on this device. So I, I really have no idea how they could have got there. Um, you, you immediately think, well, could it have been a Bluetooth thing somebody sending right. and somehow it got caught, captured by the Lumia? But you surely would have had a prompt come up saying, do you wish to connect with this device or accept these incoming files, etc.? So I have really no other idea as to how that might have happened. And it might, uh, I don't know if you have or whether any of your your listeners might have had an experience like this. They might want to give us some feedback in due course. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that, that's got me stumped. Like you said, the Bluetooth thing was really the only the only thing that I could think of, and especially on, you know, the Lumia 1020 uh, being a Windows Phone 8.1 device. I don't imagine there was a lot of devices around that were, you know, as as compatible with it. Uh, I don't know. That, that's that got me stumped, honestly. And yeah, if anybody out there knows, <laughs> has come across this issue yeah. in the past with just, and and uh, I'm guessing just mostly the, the Windows Phone camera roll uh, was the was the the culprit here but if anybody has just uh reach out and, and let us know <laughs> let us know if you've come That's across right. that if you have any ideas and, why that would happen and, yeah yeah and it's definitely not because there was an sd card with residual files on it that somehow hadn't got wiped because right. there isn't an sd card uh <laughs> right in the in the phone yeah. so uh, very interesting <laughs> were you very around a, a particularly haunted part of venice maybe at the time not not that <laughs> i know of, no Although, i mean it's supposed to be the best preserved medieval city right. in the world you know i mean it is just astonishing every round every corner you've got a photo opportunity and uh it really is quite remarkable. It's it, if you ever if you ever do get the chance, <laughs> yeah, to get, that would be great. Uh, to, to Italy, it is definitely worth a couple of days there. Yeah, my wife and I definitely that's on our our list of places to go. So hopefully someday. How uh, how was the how did the battery fare on both devices? If uh, were you snapping a lot of pictures or uh, just yeah? How did the they fare as far yeah, as that goes? A, a, a fair number. Um, they both held up, but but for the Galaxy, which is, was going to be the main communications phone, really, I have one of those uh, battery cases that you oh, just okay. uh, snap on the back, and it gives another extra 150% of battery capacity 
uh, over and above the handset. So it means you'll almost certainly (laughs) never run out during the day and charge overnight. So it it really does give you peace of mind knowing that, you know, by tea time, you're not going to be down to 20 or 30 percent. And what do I do now? Um, But it does it does add bulk to it. You know, it makes it into a little bit of a brick um, mm. to carry or put in your shirt pocket or whatever. Right. And it's it's so wonderful when you can take it off. The device then seems so slim and sleek again. But it's <laughs> from yeah. from a practical point of view, it's fantastic. You know, it's there. It's uh, it's going to kick in if you drain the, the main onboard battery. So I, I'd recommend that for trips where you know you're not going to have easy access during the day to recharging. Yeah, for sure. I definitely can... Uh, relate you know to that peace of mind it's it's the battery life is is super important and that sounds like it you know like you said you just don't have to worry about it then it's just one less thing you have in in the back of your head when you're you know out trying to enjoy your vacation so uh just real quick on that 360 camera again how long does it take i i've I've never had experience with any how long does it take to take a photo is it instant is it just like a a shutter button is that how it works yeah there's, there's two ways you can do it um it does come with its own uh, shutter button, and you're best to have a, you know a couple of second delay when you're doing that. Um, if you're using a tripod, which is recommended, uh, a two second delay allows you to get away from being right up to the lens when it goes off. Um, so that's a useful thing. Or you can just uh, fire the shutter from the the app on your uh, Samsung phone, so okay. you can be anywhere. And it's blue. Well, it's Bluetooth connected, so it's got to be within range. Uh, and then you can just fire the shutter from uh, the app on the phone. Um, so it's quite flexible uh, from that point of view. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely interested now, and in, in maybe looking at getting one of those. For I, it looks like the the Samsung Gear One will work with any Android device. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think it could do, and it, it, I know that the, this latest version, the 2017 one, which I picked up cheap, um, also works with iPhone. So uh, okay. they've, they've made it more uh, widely uh, compatible. Okay, yeah, very good. All right, so uh, you mentioned uh, a little bit ago at the be- near the beginning about, uh, well, when you were talking about your S8 Plus and the Qi charging in the car, but and you mentioned that you got a new... Uh, you you take in delivery of a new company car, which is the Toyota Prius business edition, which I didn't business edition plus, I'm sorry, <laughs> which I didn't know <laughs> yeah, was, was, was an option, but uh, yeah, what's uh, you say there's a lot of tech in there. So how, how has that been for you compared to what you've had in the past? Well, it, it's been great. I only picked up the car sort of just over 24 hours ago and I've I've been working from home and looking after our dog who's recovering from an operation today. Mm-hmm. So I've not had a chance to get out in it yet. But I, I will find a reason to go down to the store and get some milk, I think, after this uh, <laughs> uh, podcast recorded. But yes, it's uh, the business edition. Plus, we have different models over here than you do in right. the States just completely different modeling uh, range so there's I can't compare it with where it would fit in on your uh, your one but uh, uh, the business edition plus is I think it's the second top uh, spec here in the UK of the Prius uh, of course its big selling point is it's it's hybrid it's a little bit better for the environment and uh, the theory is that we we should be able to perhaps get 70 miles to the gallon uh, 
UK gallon being 20% bigger than a US gallon, I think, to put it into perspective. Um, so that that's one attraction. Uh, it also has tax advantages uh, as a company car user. It's not hit as hard by the taxman as a two-litre uh, diesel engine uh, vehicle, which I had previously was. And uh, this is the first car that's come with any sort of serious level of kit um, technology. And uh, the, the the Bluetooth, sorry, the uh, the Qi charging plate was the you know the one that really caught my eye. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Um, so handy because at the moment I've got a plug into the twelve volt socket in the car with three leads coming out, um, one for the work iPhone, one for my Apple Watch iPhone, and one for the Galaxy uh, S8 Plus. So it's like a lot of spaghetti between the the front seats <laughs> in my present car. So this is going to eliminate at least one long cable uh, using the wireless charging. It obviously comes with Bluetooth, and it was just because last week you featured your own setup on a car yeah. that's that's not as high tech and right. uh, you've had to take you know fairly serious measures to to be able to operate your tech um in the in the car environment yeah. um the car's also got a usb connector which i think is fairly common uh, these days and I, I read somewhere um today during lunch break that it may speak to an iphone i i think what did they call it? Eye search or something like that. There was a suggestion that I might be able to to operate some functions of the iPhone from the steering wheel. Um, I'll believe that when I've actually tried it and and discovered it to work. But I I believe that Toyota don't go out of their way to um, work with whatever the Android car or or Apple car integration is. So uh, I don't expect to be able to put on the touchscreen display of the car what i've got on the on the phone but uh, mm -hmm. we'll have a little play and see if there is any limited uh, uh, functionality in it but uh, yeah it's uh, it's got integrated sat nav which i've never had before on a touchscreen display because in the past i've just balanced my phone behind the steering wheel and used google maps <laughs> which is a superb yeah. mapping system with with traffic yeah. updates etc but it's not ideal to uh, pop your phone which usually hid part of the speedometer or something when you had it wedged behind the steering right. wheel. So this this might it might be a more sophisticated <laughs> way uh, of doing yeah, it. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because actually uh, my wife for the mount for her phone in her car actually hangs off the the steering wheel. So the right. phone is kind of uh, right above the, uh, you know, it, it's right. It hangs kind of below the the top of the steering wheel. Uh, it kind of stretches around. I'll try and get a photo of it maybe for the show notes. But um, it, luckily, so, though, she yeah, she has a she drives a, a Yaris. And so yeah. the pedometer is actually in the middle. And so it doesn't mm. block anything out, which actually right. works, <laughs> yeah. works well for that. But yeah. So, so what is the DA, DAB radio? I'm not sure exactly. Well, I, I noticed in the States, you have a thing called XM radio, I think, which is a kind of satellite uh, yeah. radio. I think you mentioned it, didn't you? Yeah, it, it's actually yeah. built into my stereo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, so is it I, similar? I'd never heard of that. And I, I think it is similar, really. But uh, I had to look it up to find out what it was. Um, over here, it's our digital audio broadcasting service, which uh, gives high quality but fairly low um, distance um, uh you know, clear signals, and it has okay. some exclusive radio channels that you cannot access through the mainstream FM 
okay. uh, tight channel. So, yeah, that actually, yeah, I think it's actually a little bit different because there are digital mm-hmm. radio station signals mm-hmm, over here mm-hmm, and there's only right. certain stereos that will, you know, receive those signals or whatever. But the XM is actually uh, a satellite radio yes. service, like yeah, a subscription thing. So I think right. they're, I yeah, think yeah. they're separate, but. Yes, um, well, this is not subscription. And, and one of the main reasons I was looking forward to it was that uh, uh, I, I used to like to listen to the live uh, what we call test match cricket broadcasts. We have cricket matches that last five days, international games over here. And uh, they're generally played between 11 in the morning and six at night. So basically your business hours. And uh, the only chance you get to hear it maybe is if you're having a drive in the car or commuting or, or visiting somewhere. And for the last 20 years, my car radio has not had the radio band that we need to listen to that cricket broadcast. (laughs) And so this is the first time for 20 years that I'll actually be able to listen to international (laughs) cricket being broadcast in the car. So really, (laughs) really looking forward to things like that. uh, Yeah, that's a nice little touch there. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds great. So... Uh, let's see. And you say it's your first automatic transmission car, huh? Yes. The only time I've ever driven automatic transmission was when we've had holidays in the States. And that's the okay. sort of default rental car is is automatic. And, uh, you know, you get used to it after a day or two. But other than that, I've been shifting gears, you know, for the last 40 years. And uh, this is, you know, I can give my left, well, in this country, I can give my left leg, my clutch foot um, a rest now for the next uh, few years. So looking forward to luxury uh, of that. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Uh, my every car I've had and maybe it is just over here in the States. I don't know. Uh, it's been an automatic, so I have I don't even know how to drive a stick shift, and yeah. uh, <laughs> it it definitely needs to be taught when you're you know when you're growing up here to to drive stick because it well, is actually the more rare. Yeah, thing. I mean, I had uh, we went to Spain a few years ago and hired a car, and of course left hand drive and the right. the stick was operated by my right hand which is completely the opposite that i've done all my <laughs> life and literally i stalled every 200 yards from the the rental depot to the to the holiday destination along the uh, the the highway in uh, coming out of barcelona i could not right. I could not coordinate using my other leg on the clutch and my my other hand on the the, the stick shift so uh, um, yeah. Long, long may automatic cars uh, be around. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it says it has adaptive cruise control. I'm not 100. What does that mean? Uh, adaptive well, cruise it, control. It might, it might have a different name in the states, but I think basically you set it for your whatever speed you want to go, 60 miles an hour, and as it go, goes along, if there's a vehicle in front not going 60 it will automatically slow the car down so it doesn't run into the back of the car in front basically (laughs) fair enough yeah (laughs) uh yeah so that i imagine that then uh would would mean the car has a lot of sensors probably on the outside well obviously yeah because you say it also has intelligent parking assist which i would definitely have to that yeah it's it's got a camera that looks at the uh, road signs and the speed limits and puts that on your electronic uh, display panel to remind you what the uh that's really cool so it's uh, compared with anything i've ever had before it's uh, it's super uh, super high tech for me yeah, that's <laughs> that sounds really interesting. It's uh, like I said, I'm, my car has you know 
probably zero sensors on the outside of it. So that's really neat. Uh, uh, I don't know if, uh, are you going to try out that parking assist option? I think? Yeah, that's interesting because I have had a Volkswagen before that did very similar thing. And you try it out as a bit of a novelty. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's quite clever parking with no hands on the wheel. Um, but in real life, you probably trust yourself uh, a bit more to do it with, uh, you know, and get on with it, really. So I'll probably just try it out some in some safe uh, supermarket car park. Um, right. But I don't know if I will really use it because I've been driving for 40 years. So you think, you know, you probably can park by now. Um, right, right. <laughs> but uh, it, it is interesting. Another, another thing it's got, it's got a heads-up display. <laughs> so oh, okay. I don't even have to take my eyes off the off the road to see the speed or the, or the uh, fuel consumption on the hybrid uh, setup. So it's uh, it's almost like an aircraft. Oh, okay. Uh, so the display, where is the display? It shows up on the... Yeah, it's just, you know, it's below your eye line looking out the front of your car in a little, um, as it were, transparent box on your windscreen. It's projected from uh, okay. the top of the dashboard. And, uh, yeah, it's it's very, very different. <laughs> yeah, so. that's really interesting. Yeah, man. And, and, and you know, the, the Prius has always kind of been, you know, pushing the, <laughs> pushing the limits of, of tech inside the car. So this sounds like it definitely... Uh, has almost, you know, a lot of what comes in, you know, as far as tech is it kind of seems, sounds like it runs the gamut a little bit and, and, and offers a lot of cool and interesting things. So, uh, I definitely <laughs> would like to, you know, try, try out a Prius. I, I know, I think on Google plus you, you said that I sounded like a Prius type person. So, uh, I think you might be right. So I, I'd have to, <laughs> I'd have to check. I might have to check out a Prius maybe in the future, but I, you know, the thing is, is I've had my car for seven years already and, uh, I probably won't get a new car for a long time. You know, it's, it, it, if it's running, I'm, I, I'm just generally not a person who trades in, you know, or for something new, uh, unless it's really, you know, unless it's <laughs> on its last leg or something like that. But, uh, it, yeah, it's interesting to, to hear about all that, the tech and, and I'm, I'm glad that you get to, to try that out, uh, and not, you know, at no cost <laughs> to you. So that's, that's right. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the wonderful thing. I've never bought a car in my life. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, that's great. It's a great, great perk, but this, this would be the last one before I, I hang up my, uh, my working, uh, boots really. Okay. Good, good, good. Uh, how, how many miles do you usually put on a, on a car? Well, the, the, the last one went back yesterday with about 120,000 after four years. So uh, okay. two and a half thousand miles a month, business and pleasure. Okay. Yeah, that's not, that's pretty good. All right. So uh, I think that pretty much wraps up everything we wanted to talk about today. Uh, I appreciate Tom coming on. Uh, if anybody uh, wants to visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes, I'm going to try to link to as much as I can from everything we talked about today. So uh, but yeah, thanks, Tom, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on again. It was uh, the time has just flown by. So thank you once again, Steve. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully we'll have Tom on again in the future. Uh, and yeah, again, just visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes. And thank you for tuning in. Any feedback you want to provide, especially on those ghost pictures that Tom was talking about, would be great. And uh, yeah, so have a great evening or afternoon or or brunch or dinner or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. <laughs>